So I just wanted to speak for a short time. It's not going to be a long talk. Um, but just to say a few words in follow-up to what the children and other people have been doing today um, on the subject of the King's birthday. And just to kind of say a few words to kind of get us thinking one last bit. Um, is that okay? <laughs> okay. Not that I can, of course... Um, Um, is that on? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, not that I can pretend to obviously match what the children have done because that would just be ridiculous. Way too big shoes to fill. Not going to try, but I'm just going to have a humble attempt at saying a few words. Um, okay, so on the theme of birthdays, just want to say something about birthdays. Who, who here has had a birthday in the last year? Okay, not everybody, that's a little bit worrying, but most people have, good, good, good start. So we all know one or two things about birthdays, that's a good start. And of course, thanks to the kids, we all know one or two things about this special birthday um, that we're talking about today. So the big question really then is not what we do or we don't know about birthdays, but what does this birthday mean for us now? Why? This one time 2,000 years ago, are we still going on about this one birthday? Because if you stop and think for a minute, well, who can remember their birthday from a year ago? Last year, not this one just gone, the one before. Who can remember what they did on their birthday? Not very many. Keep your hand up if you can remember your birthday from five years ago. One or two, yeah, yeah. Okay, 10 years ago? Anyone? Okay, good, good. 20 years ago? 20 years ago. Lally. Wow, yeah, good memory. Good memory. She would have been six. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, 40 years ago? Um, just wanting to embarrass anybody. Some, some people showing their age. No, nobody's prepared to show their age. Okay, we'll leave it there. Or you could put it another way. In 100 years' time, who's going to remember your birthday, your birthday party? I thought Hannah was putting her hand up, but she's not. No, that would have to be a shocking party, wouldn't it, if people were going to remember it in 100 years. Certainly safe to say that in 2,000 years' time, no offence to anybody, <laughs> no one's going to remember who you are, let alone your birthday. <laughs> Therefore, we just can't ignore the fact that this one, King's birthday, might have something of meaning for us now. So... I've got some props to help us think about what those aspects of the birthday might be. Um, not that I'm sure we don't need too much help, but there we go. So I need a volunteer. Are there any kids around still, actually? Are there any kids around? No? Is there any, anybody that's prepared to volunteer to come and take one of these envelopes? Oh, Elodie. Come on, Elodie. No? Caitlin? <laughs> okay. Come on, volunteers, put your hand up. Come on, willing. This is the this is an interactive talk. You can't just sit there. George, lovely. Too slow. Okay, next time. Next time. Okay, could you just open this one for us and read out what's inside if you if you can? And show show everybody what's inside. 
<laughs> Whatever you got. Okay, open it up. Hold it up. Other way up. What have we got here? Do we read it? It says, To my special friend, please would you come to my party? It's next Saturday, 7 p.m. at my house. Please RSVP. With lots of love from, you see that? Me. Okay. So what is this? Anybody, what is this? If you get one of these, what have you got? Invitation. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. You can go and sit down now. It's lovely. Thank you. Because that's sometimes where it starts, isn't it? When you've got a birthday, a party, you start by inviting people. So I'm just going to say a word or two about invitations, and we'll leave that one there as a little visual aid. Um, there's... Um, there's a story in the Bible, actually, that's somewhat about invitations. Um, it's a parable, which is a, a story that Jesus told in an understanding way that we can relate to, but actually has quite a lot of meaning about the kingdom of God, which is otherwise difficult to understand. Um, so I'm just going to read that story. It's only short. Read it for us now. We'll, we'll just oh, see what it says. Okay. This story is in the, in the Gospel of Luke. And it's a story about a dinner party or a banquet, as they are sometimes called. And it says, Jesus said, For there was once a man who threw a great dinner party and invited many. When it was time for dinner, he sent out his servant to the invited guests, saying, Come on in, food's on the table. Then they all began to beg off. I think that's a bit rude. I think this is an American version. But anyway, this is what it says in, in the scriptures. They, they made their excuses, basically. Um, the first one said, I've just bought a new piece of property and need to look it over. Send my regrets. Another said, I just bought five teams of oxen and I really need to go and check them out. Send my regrets. Yet another said, I just got married and I need to go home to my wife. Send my regrets too. The servant went back and told the master what had happened. The master was outraged and told the servant, quickly, quick, hurry up, get out into the city streets and alleys, collect all who look like they need a square meal, all the misfits, homeless and wretched, you can lay your hands on and bring them in here. The servant reported back, master, I did what you commanded and there's still room. The master said, then go out to the country roads. Whoever you find, drag them in. I want my house to be full. Let me tell you, not one of those originally invited is going to get so much as a bite at my dinner party. Pretty harsh. Sounds a bit, sounds a bit concerning at the end there, those original invitees. But let me ask a question about that story. Did those original friends not get to take part in the dinner party because they weren't invited? No. They were invited. They chose not to go. They opted out. They had other things that they felt were more important. This man in the story had invited everyone, hadn't he? He'd gone to great efforts to make sure that everybody was invited. No matter how poor, antisocial, far from his usual circle of friends they were. And this says something about Jesus' heart in this story. All are invited, but those who partake are those who take up the invitation. So invitations are a pretty key part of a party. 
pretty key part of a birthday. It's also a pretty key part of the king's birthday because Jesus' birth represents a loud and clear invitation of God, which has resounded over these last centuries. Okay, that's invitations. What else, what else do we get when we think of birthdays? We've got another clue because we want to get the right answer. So I need one more volunteer. Hands up, quick, 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 be quick this time, come on. Interactive talk, Tanya, thank you very much, Tanya. What have you got? It's people. Lovely. Do you like these? I'm very proud. I made them. <laughs> okay. Okay, they're people. What, what is it about the people? Can you just hold one end for me? There's lots of them, and they are... They're together. The people are together. They are relating to each other, as you can see. Which brings me on to my next point. <laughs> what happens when it's your birthday? What do you do with your friends and family? You invite them and you get together with your relations and you relate. You, you, you get together and you have fun. Thank you very much, Tanya. Excellent. Cheers. How can I put my people on display? There we go. So the second point that I want to make about birthdays is about relationship. What we as Christians believe is so profound about the story of the king's birthday is that this baby that was born was in fact God. So God, who is not like man, he's perfect and holy and the creator of all things, became just like man by being born as a man so that we could relate to him. It's the most raw and real demonstration of God being the absolute opposite of distant, far off, and unapproachable. He became like us. He made relationships with people around him on all different levels. And through who he was and the way he lived, he demonstrated what God is like. So people are able to know God. How amazing is that? The Apostle Paul writes in a letter to a new church, that he, Paul, counts everything at loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, his Lord. He says that for his sake, Jesus' sake, he suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. That's how much it meant for him to know Jesus. Compared to knowing Jesus and having that relationship with him, he counted everything else as rubbish because of Jesus' surpassing worth. This is why Christians will use the term Emmanuel, especially at Christmas. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, it was prophesied that he would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us, because God came to be with us, among us, and in relationship with us. Okay. Third and final aspect that I want to look at of a birthday, possibly the most exciting, so this volunteer is going to be particularly lucky. So don't all shout once. Okay, thanks, Rihanna. <laughs> there you go. See what you've got. She's got a present. A gift. 
Happy birthday. <laughs> you can open it if you like. So this is the last, but definitely not the least aspect of a birthday. You might well expect to get some gifts or presents. And this also is, is the last, but not the least aspect of the king's birthday. Because not only was the birth of the king an invitation and an offer of relationship, but probably most staggering of all, a gift to us. Although we don't usually talk about it much at Christmas, Jesus, in fact, knew all along that he was born into this world to die. He would be the only perfect human to have ever walked the earth. And his death would be him using himself as the way to pay the price of our sin or our wrong before God, which we all have. Meaning we no longer have to pay ourselves. So Jesus, as a man, let's just imagine he's this one, was the only perfect man ever to walk on the earth. And he related to the rest of us. And by coming into relationship with him, he pays the price of our sin before God, which means when God looks at us, he sees us through this one man who was perfect. And doesn't see us as our sins deserve, but sees us in light of what Jesus has done. Because although we're still sinful, have sin, do sin, will sin, that's not what God sees in his eyes. He sees this one man here who covers our sin. Okay. What is more than that as a gift is that he rose again. He made a promise that he would never actually leave us. He was true to his word, and shortly after he rose, he ascended into heaven, and the Holy Spirit of God came and is alive and available to this day. This means that the invitation, relationship, and gift are as much on offer today as they were at the time of the original king's birthday all those years ago. The king's birthday tells us how much the God of all the earth wanted his created people to know him. That he sent his only son into the world to die so that we wouldn't perish as our sins deserve. So we can't deny it certainly was a birthday to remember. Like the people in the story of the dinner party or the banquet which I read, we have all been invited and we all respond. We can choose, like those invitees did, whether to go and see or whether to remain busy with the things of our lives. Christmas gives us that opportunity to contemplate the invitation, whether we accepted it long ago or whether we have never accepted it at all. So what will we do with this invitation this Christmas? Super thought. <laughs>